0: Welcome to the Bible and Me podcast from Precept UK. Being a Christian charity based here in the UK,
1: focused on helping you to know God deeply to live differently, we have discussions with some of the greatest modern men and women of God about how their relationship with God's Word, the Bible, has transformed
0: their lives. If you are encouraged by any of the messages in this podcast, it would help us out enormously if you could
1: leave us a review. Or better yet, get involved with God's Word for yourself at precept.org.uk. The opinions and views shared in this podcast do not necessarily reflect that of Precept UK.
0: Now, without further ado, here's Nigel with the latest episode. Well, I am uh, delighted to be welcoming Niyi Daramola to the Bible of Me podcast today. Niyi grew up and was educated in Nigeria, and after an electrical engineering degree, he joined an engineering company in Lagos for seven years, after which he started his own engineering company. Since the early 1990s, Niyi has been involved with Christian ministry, Uh, first with Scripture Union in Africa and since 2008 with World Link International as both its African and UK coordinator. Ni loves puzzles, Sudoku, reading, walking and travel, not so keen on cooking, and he's married to the Reverend Dr. Ibuddin. So Ni, welcome to the programme. Thank you very Uh, much. Lovely to have you with us today. Now, how did you come to faith in Christ and why do you follow Jesus?
1: well uh, my story started with uh, the story of my father Uh, he was born into a muslim family and uh, he was illiterate Uh, and uh, as was a practice in those days he was sent to a Quranic school to learn the quran Uh, fortunately or fortunately for him he just will not uh, grasp the 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 training he was going through He he didn't just enter his head, Uh, so he dropped out. And uh, later on, a friend of his, a very close friend of his, left the village and went to another town, and there he met the Lord. And he came back to the village, uh, just visiting, and he he started uh, sharing with my my father, particularly teaching him to to, uh, read the Bible. And my father was surprised that he was able to, to read the Bible. So it's not that he was dumped totally upstairs. Uh, so he, since he started reading, he felt that this must be something to, I mean, to, to follow. If he couldn't read the Quran, and now he could read the Bible, then he should. he should. He started going to church and he went to town and started going to church, but he wasn't really a Christian. Uh, but he was going to the the church with the, with a friend, but later on uh, there was a revival, an apostolic church revival, a, a Pentecostal revival, in uh, in uh, in our hometown, and he went to that and saw God, uh, miraculously uh, intervening in the lives of people, and that was what drew him into I mean to to receive Christ as a savior. So by the time I was born, he was a very, very committed, and uh, you know even an elder in the church. So, so I grew up in a Christian family where we go to church every morning for prayer, every evening for prayer, and uh, Sunday, and we go for witnessing and all kinds of things. But you know, I even though I grew in that situation, I didn't know the Lord as Savior Unt- until I finished secondary school. And then I came to Lagos to, of all places, you know, to uh, do my A-levels. And after I did my A-levels, I got a job with uh, a, a company who um, through the director of the company, who is a Christian, a born again Christian. And he was the one who invited me to the open air service in, uh, in a place in Lagos, where for the first, he, he preached at that, that uh, meeting. And for the first time, I came to understand what it means to be a Christian, that being a Christian is not going to church, is not being in the choir, is not uh, doing this and what have you. I, my, my eyes were opened for the first time in my life that being a Christian is to follow Christ, is to receive Christ as Savior. And then, so I did that that night. Actually, when, when the um, altar call was made, something told me because I had not started work. I was I came to... To see him, I was, I, was, was, I was introduced to him so that he can get me a job. So something, the, the, the devil was telling me, don't go forward because it will appear to this man as if you are coming because you want to get job through him. I said, but I told the devil, I said, whatever it is, let him think whatever it want to think. I want to receive Christ as a Savior. So I came to, to the Lord that night. Then I went back home. And when I went back home, My dad dad died when I was 10 years old. So uh, it's my mom that was uh, bringing me up. So Mm. I went back home and then I shared with my mother. This is what happened. And then I accused the church, which I was going to. I said, you people are not preaching the gospel in this church. And my mother said, no, the gospel is preached every time. I said, no, it's not possible. Why is it that? But I've forgotten that. I even went on evangelism, you know, to share the, in villages or other places. Yeah. But then I went to church, to that church, uh, the, the Sunday, I went for the weekend. And the man who, who preached, is as if my mother had, you know, reported to him that, look, preach the gospel because this, this is what my son said. The man pro- proclaimed a simple message of the gospel. So I came back home. I said, mom, you mean they have been preaching this? We said, yes, thank God for opening your eyes, your ears to, to understand. So I, it was just a, a strange thing to me that I've been, I grew up in that church for about 20 years. And yet I did not know what, what
0: it meant to follow the Lord. I mean, that, that is absolutely incredible. And you wonder how many others... Are growing up in church and they may think that they are a follower of Jesus yeah. but actually what they are is they're a follower of church yeah they're church, church, church goers they're church goers but they're not Jesus goers they're not Jesus followers
1: yeah we'll we come to that and that is where the, the ministry that I worked with uh, comes in as very key uh, yeah. in my life. And we will, we will come on to that. So, so you,
0: you grew up and were educated in Nigeria. Um, and you, you've talked a little bit about this already, but what, what are some of your other memories of growing up and also um, your schooling, perhaps?
1: Yeah, w- w- one thing with me is that I love school. Uh, as I said, my, my parents were illiterates, but my mom really did everything possible. I mean, I lost my. As I mentioned, I lost my dad when I was ten. Yeah. And my 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 brother was seven, and we were the two that my mother had to cater for. Yes. Uh, but thank God for my older brother, who was able to uh, to help. Yes. But he also was struggling because he was just a school teacher. And uh, but by God's grace, God helped helped us through. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by the time I finished my old levels. I did so well that I was able to get scholarship for my A-levels and for the university. Uh, so uh, my, 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 my knowledge of growing up is a, a knowledge of dependence on God because my mom depended on God for everything. Yeah. Yeah, she's so poor that she just knew that God was there. So I learned that from, from my youth, yeah. that God is there for us. is one that <laughs> will take care of us uh, in any situation which we are. Amen.
0: So I'm, I'm detecting here, Nee, that you, you were a smart guy. You were a smart kid.
1: You, you have <laughs> no, 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 not, I, not very, but the Lord, the Lord has has given me some, some grace. I can, I can detect yeah. you're a smart
0: guy. You know, A level, O levels, A levels, scholarship. You know, I'm hearing these words here.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, it's just, it just got some provision. For otherwise, there's no way I could have, you know, uh, gone to all those places. Except just for
0: God. you said do you say your, your mom and dad were illiterate? Did you say that?
1: Yes, they were. They they could not read or write. Well, well illiterate in terms of not going to school, they were able to, they were they learned to, to read the Bible. Okay. Uh, they, they had they have the, 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 yes. the, the teaching program in church. Yes. Yeah, they, they learned to read the Bible. So both of them were able to read okay. the Bible. So I, I won't say pure illiterate, in terms of writing, no. Yeah. Not writing, but reading. Wow, 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 wow. Gosh. Now,
0: you, you went to university. um guess, you, you studied electrical engineering. Yeah. Um, and you joined a company called Madilas Limited in Lagos, which is obviously down in the southwest part of the country, and, um, which was an engineering company. And after seven years with them, uh, you set up your own engineering company. Mm. Uh, what was it about engineering that drew you to it? Attracted you? What, what was it about engineering?
1: I think the first thing is uh, my love for mathematics. Uh, I, I, I really loved mathematics, arithmetic in those days in primary school and various aspects of uh, uh of, of uh, mathematics and then when we started learning uh when we started physics in secondary school and we got to the uh, the level of uh, studying electricity it was there and then that i fell in love with <laughs> with electrical engineering uh, uh it, my my brother my brother actually was, I mean, he wanted me to do civil engineering. He felt that there's more money in civil engineering than uh, electrical engineering, which may be true. But for me, right from that uh, second, third year in school, I, I knew that I was going to be an electrical engineer.
0: Really,
1: and, uh, That's the, the, the creativity, even though uh, for us, when you, when you are taking insurance, you know you, you pay more as an electrical engineer <laughs> for your insurance. But it didn't bother me because I wanted that. And that's, that's what, it caught my attention very, very early. In
0: my, in my I had the completely opposite experience. When, when at school, I was in my physics lessons at school. We had a retired British Army colonel who taught yeah. physics. And the only thing I remember about physics was that he would hold up his fingers, sort of rather like this. You, you would probably understand what this means. And all I remember is that he had nicotine... Stained oh yeah fingers because he would smoke in class yeah. yeah and i i just remember his, his fingers <laughs> stained with nicotine and i didn't understand what it's to do with well you'd be
1: able to tell me what it's to do with it. That's, that that we'll may be talking about the the vertical and horizontal uh, and uh, of the graph or whatever so, right.
0: yeah. yeah 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 so so you yeah, were drawn you were drawn to it i I had a fog. I had a complete misunderstanding yeah, now, now you ran your own electrical company yes. uh, didn't you and then, after three years of doing that, uh, you attended the london Bible College, uh, now the london School of theology uh, and uh, and after after your time there, you were appointed as a deputy and then the Regional Secretary for Scripture Union in Africa, a post that you held for many, many years. So here's my question, Ni. how on earth did you go from running your own electrical business in Nigeria to going to Bible College in the UK? Uh,
1: Actually, I I ran the the, the company for 11 years, not three years. 11 years. 11 years. and um, actually, the, the when when I left, when I um, finished my, I did I did a, a MBA, and uh, my company then posted me to uh, Ibadan, to another town, to head the their their branch there. And uh, when when I came there, I I felt I was settled. Uh, but the ought the, the to start my own company was there. So by the time I started that company, I thought I was totally settled because if, if I can say one thing that I believe, I saw that God led me to start a company. That was a clear message from the Lord and I, I, I started it. So um, by the time I got to Ibadan, I joined uh, scripture union leadership. Uh, I, I started uh, going to the Scripture you know, when I was doing my A-levels. That's the first time. But by the time I came to Ibadan, I was uh, in the leadership of uh, Scripture Union. And uh, there was a time when they had no general secretary. They, that's the leader of the SU. And uh, I was asked to consider that. But I told them, I said, God led me into my company. So I'm not considering that at all. But by the time I was uh, seven years in the company, I started having series of you know, urging from the Lord. Uh, some of them are so funny. You know, <laughs> I, for, for the first time, I went back to my church in Lagos uh, where I was studying for a wedding. And uh, from that, at that wedding, at the end of the wedding, I, I was greeting the people. And I, Dick, it's a Baptist church and Dickens are quite important for us in Baptist yes. church. Yes. So I, I greeted one deacon, greeted the second one. By the time I greeted the third deacon, I told him, I said, is it not significant that I've sh- 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 shaken the hands of three deacons, one after the other? And uh, then he, told, he, he turned around and told me, he said, do you know what that means? I said, what does it mean? He said, it means you will soon become a pastor. <laughs> I mean the, the relationship of that is not was not clear but you know God God sort sort of impressed it on me take note another program happened in my hometown and another woman too also I mean, were at that program and then it was calling I said Pastor Daramola, Pastor Daramola. and I turned around to her I said I'm not a pastor then he said then you will soon become a pastor and that also is a sort of a circumstance. And one or two other things happened, which the, the, the time I had to say, yes, Lord, was actually at my church. We had an evening service and the, this man came to speak about the way God has, is using him to use music to minister to people. Hmm. And normally in my church, we, don't, we, give, we, we, we give altar call in the morning service. Not in the evening. Yeah. This came around, this man gave another call in the evening, and I found myself that I just had to stand up and say, God, I'm, I'm giving myself up for, for use. Actually, I, I, I caused a star in the in the church because people were surprised that you go into ministry. <laughs> so it was it was quite a star. And but the, that was it was that series of things that brought me to that stage. And I I had to say that, God, I'm I'm quitting what I'm doing and going to serve you. And that's how I I, I went to. uh, But when I, actually, when the call came, I thought it was to become a minister in the Baptist church. So I tried to go to Baptist seminary, but God blocked the way. And for two years, He blocked the way for me until uh, the former uh, leader of uh, Scripture International Told me about London uh, Bible College and I applied there and just the door was wide open and so I found myself there <laughs> you know uh, doing Bible I mean studying the Bible
0: that that is amazing that is amazing uh, and you, you then you then got more involved you were appointed into leadership positions of Scripture Union Africa weren't you
1: yes, uh, yes. what did your
0: work with Scripture Union Africa involve and uh, um, what what did you see the lord do some of the things the lord do in your time there with them yeah
1: yeah um as i mentioned earlier you know this issue of my being in the church for 20 years before coming to know the, the lord uh thank god for the ministry of scripture You know, working with children working with young people so uh, the the ministry to them to help them to study the word of God, to help them to get into the word right from youth, is the key ministry of uh, of scripture, know. And uh, that's why it's not just uh, um, being the leader. I got involved in the Bible ministry, and even after I I, I retired from there, uh, the, the the ministry called me to to take over the. Uh, editorship of the daily reading notes for the adults, which I still do to today. And do I so, and then, uh, let,
0: tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. so you. You write a daily, like a devotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I, I I edit it. What what we do, we we have the we put together the passages we are going to write on. Yep. For for the year, and then we share it amongst. Uh, members all over Africa and in the diaspora. Wow. And then they write for the portion. We give them guidelines as okay. to what you want. Uh, and usually our, our materials are such so that it's not a preaching, no. it's not to preach the message. It's to help the people to uh, get into the word of God and to learn from the word of God. And yeah. to, to find out themselves with a sort of inductive uh, uh, Bible, Bible material. Now, you know that that's what we do at Precept. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know we are, we are the same, in the same ministry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, And usually one of, part of my ministry, when I was in, a leader in scripture, you know, is to do training. Yes. Uh, train the, 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 the staff in how to do their ministry, train the people in writing the, the materials that are, uh, to help them to, to write the proper materials, train the, the people in even management, you know? So I used to travel, but we had ministry in 44 countries in Africa. And uh, my wife told me that uh, I was half in the air and uh, half on the the ground, uh, because I used to travel widely. So Uh, when you were teaching them, did you teach the inductive study method? For sure. Observation, interpretation, and application or appropriation. Yeah, those are the those are the key issues that uh, we try to bring to the people because let's have a little have dig into the Bible.
0: Let's have a little chat about inductive study together. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we share we share a common interest with that. Yeah. So, let, let's talk. Why why do we think why would you say inductive study is so important for people when they study the Bible? See, Just before you are, I'm thinking of people that may be listening to this who, yes. who maybe want to study the Bible, but they haven't found a way to do it um, for themselves. So, so, what would you say about why, why the inductive method is so good? No, we, 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 have,
1: we have a growing church in Africa. The church is growing. But as uh, is, is, I think it's John Stott who said that we're uh, one it deep, two, uh, one mile long. Yeah. and it's because of the way in which the leaders you know, sort of hold their, their members, is it by the nose? Is, is it, I mean, they, they are the ones who preach and preach and preach. Yeah. And oftentimes, sometimes they preach nonsense. <laughs> and, and and the, the members you know, take it hook, line, and sinker. Yes. I, I remember I was listening to one <laughs> to preacher, one of our preachers on the television. He's actually based here in UK. And he was saying that in my, in my father's house are many mansions. Yes. Yeah. So in, in heaven, there are, there are no... Uh, I mean, God doesn't sleep or slumber. So there are no bedrooms in heaven. And what to have are living rooms. That's on, on TV, on television program. And I, I looked at the people who are there, I said this, what, what type of rubbish are these people listening to? Yeah. But when you, when you teach people to, to, to meditate on the word of God directly on themselves, you guide them against all against those. You, you, you make the real Christians of them. So going back and checking and see if this is true. And then what I'm hearing is it what is in the world. And by the time you, you have I mean, some of our, of many of our members who, who, uh, who, want, who feel that God is asked, calling them into ministry, those who have been leaders of scripture in, in Nigeria, where I came from, when they, when they have that type of call, especially in the, in the Ang- Anglican church, for example, the bishops ordain them virtually immediately. And then they go through the training as just to fulfill all righteousness. Because they know that these are people who are already deep in the word of God. Yeah. So
0: what you're saying is, what you're saying is the inductive study method, which is observing the text carefully so that you can then interpret it properly yes. in its... And apply it. And then live it out, mm-hmm. apply it. Because there's no point just seeing it. You need to live it out. What you're saying is that, that... First of all, it helps people to be able to study for themselves, but secondly, it guards them from um, erroneous yeah.
1: teaching. Yes, is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, anybody who's involved in a daily Bible's, Bible reading like we do is hardly, I mean, it, it, cannot, it cannot easily be led astray. Okay, so it can lead us So
0: I would say amen and amen to that, because because we can be we can be uh, uh, as as lamb led to the slaughter. Now yeah. I you know that's a that's a sort of picture of Jesus, but in, yeah. in, in, in a wrong way. We we can be people that can be led astray. I, yeah, there are many
1: that are going that direction,
0: simply because Absolutely. of the charismatic nature of the speaker, or or they have some great influence, and you think well, whatever he says has got to be true. Yeah. Um, but actually, what we need to be able to do, this is what you're doing, this is what we're seeking to do as precept, is no, you need to check this out for yourself. Don't, don't take what somebody's saying necessarily as the gospel truth. You have, we can give you the tools yeah. to, to be able to...
1: So you can dig that. I mean, the, when, when I got to Bible college, one of the first things I learned is to critique every writer. Whoever, whoever the writer is, don't take, you, you, you critique that person. Even, I mean, a, a big uh, evangelical writer was John Stott. Yes. So, but even his books, I mean, there are one or two occasions when I've said, no, this I don't agree with this. <laughs> the, the, the person who, through whom I came to know the Lord, uh, is later uh, uh, Mr. Wilmot, uh, who, who was a missionary, I mean, it's like a missionary, but also a businessman. But when when he wrote, he wrote a, uh, a a study material on the Holy Spirit, and we had to disagree with him because of the the the, the way he went about it. I mean, he's a fantastic uh, Bible teacher, very fantastic one, and one I really respect and took after. But. Yeah, I mean, when you when you study the word of God and you know how to dig into it, then you can say, uh-uh, uh-uh-uh-uh. No, I don't agree with that. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: <laughs> Amen. Now, I mean, one of the great benefits of of being of studying the word of God is that um when struggles and difficulties come along our path which inevitably they do for all of us we we can we can know that we are not alone and that god is knows this and is with us now it was during your time with scripture union uh, that you lost your 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 first wife Olu Yamisi. um i i can't imagine that myself happening um how, how were you able to cope with this devastating loss as a follower of Christ? How, 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 do you, how do you deal with that circumstance? How do you find
1: hope in that circumstance? Well, that was a, uh, a big thing in my life. Uh, in actual that year, that's 1999. The year started in a, in a very, very uh, great way. That was the year I got ordained as a minister in the, in the Baptist church in Nairobi. Uh, so it started quite well. Uh, but after that, I had crisis in, the, in scripture you know, in Africa, which uh, we are going through. And uh, before the end of that was when uh, my wife suddenly fell ill uh, and died. And uh, it took God and the the fellowship of believers to to see me through. But one thing I know, one thing thing I was very sure of is that there's nothing that happens to us as believers which is beyond God, which God doesn't know about, which God does not approve. That kept me. Uh, the the, 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 The fact that God is there with me through the valley of the shadow of death is with me. Uh, through all those experiences, yes, with me. I, I remember a friend bringing another friend who had lost, who, who lost a, his wife, just to to console me and to speak to me. And the man was sharing his experience. He lost his wife a year uh, prior to that time. And uh, when when he finished speaking, I said, "I wish, I wish it. Uh, I'm also a year after that. We're now." that I don't know how I'm going to go through the next one year without my wife. Uh, so I just, I but God, God kept me. He uh, was just there. And the, the fellowship of believers also was very, very Really, mm-hmm. uh, people, people rallied around me, uh, both, both in Nairobi and also in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so when I go through, not by, not by my, my effort but by grace mm-hmm. and God's, uh, God's intervention. Wow. It was a very bad experience.
0: Wow, so staying close to God yeah. and staying close to other believers yes. um, to support you in, in such, a, such a difficult time. Yeah. Now, uh, in, in the late 2000s, um, after a number of years of a scripture union, you joined World Link International Ministries, and and you're still with them. Uh, tell us about your work with World Link International, uh, your role within the organisation, and 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 um, what does World Link do? And what have you seen the Lord
1: do through through the ministry? Yeah, um, I, I went through a a, a program just in, the, in my final years in Scripture Union. You know. Uh, is is by the harvesters ministry, and is to help me to look at my the history of my life, and come back come come out with what is my uh, where is God leading me what what is the calling that God has how do I sort of bring together you know, looking at my past and current how do I how do I interpret what God is doing and what God is calling me to do, what's my vision? Yes. And they help me to really uh, 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 to, to, to put that together. And I found that what God has done in my life over the years is to actually call me to equip people for work of, of God's ministry, not at the forefront. Okay not not fighting the battle at the warfront, front, but being in the store and supplying. So while in Scripture, you know, I was giving training to the staff who are, who are going there and to volunteers who go out to, to do the ministry. Yes, I do preaching. I do. But the main work I was doing in Scripture, you know, is equipping people for, for ministry. So yep. I found that that was the calling that God has given to me. And so by the time I was finishing my, my time with Scripture Union, you know, uh, just about two, two, three years before then, was when God called the the, the leader of World Link. We, we were both working with Scripture Union. You know. He was working with Scripture Union you know, in the U.S. Okay. I was in Africa. And then we, we came for a conference in U.K., international conference. And there, I mean, he's a person who had... When he received a call, if he thought he was going to be a missionary out, maybe in Africa or South America, whatever. But by the time he finished uh, uh, Bible school with the wife, God didn't open the door, just like he closed the door to Baptist ministry for me. He closed the door for that. And so he started working. And then by the time he came for that conference, he saw indigenous people who are working locally and achieving much much more than he could ever think of, yes. of achieving. But he found that they, they, are, they, are, they are not able to, to do this work much because of lack of resources. Yes, And then what resources are we talking about? It, it was particularly with the staff of Scripture you know, in Liberia at that, at that time. And he found that in Liberia, what they were paying their staff is just what he would spend with his friend for lunch so, so that caught him and said, how on earth can that prevent people from doing this great work that is going on in this country? God, this must not be. You have to do something about it. And uh, God told him, Jack, Jack is his name, you go and do something about it. <laughs> so I mean, that, that's the that's uh, short story of how war being started. So he, he, he went, came back to US and shared that with his boss, but his boss said, well, the calling for scripture union is different. And because he couldn't do it within scripture union, he resigned and started WorldLink, which is to link the resources, with the opportunities for ministry. Wow. In in various parts of the world. So by the time he shared that with the then international secretary of uh, scripture union, is the, the man said, if God leads you to do that, for the missionaries, is a big, a great work. He's asking you to do. He said, "We, we, get, he's an African." He said, "We get, we get a donation for vehicles for ministry, yeah. but no donation for driver to drive the vehicle. No, it's, they won't support that. Yes, that supporting uh, that type of is is a great work. So he got in touch with me because uh, I, I used to say that I was the uh, bishop of Africa. <laughs> if, you are, if you are coming to my diocese to, <laughs> to, to to pick people and work with them, then you need to to discuss with the, with the bishop. Yeah. So he got in touch with me that this is what I want to do. Yeah. Now, can you, can you let, let me know those who need the help? So I, was, I worked very closely with him. Yeah. So he came up with people, with ministers, staff or scripture, you know, that he could raise support for. Yeah. And by the time I was uh, finishing my term, is when they felt, look, you are the one who started this with me. Can you, take, uh, can you help me oversee the work in Africa? So that's how I started uh, to be the, uh, the uh, coordinator for the work. By that time, we we're, were already supporting about 60 uh, missionaries in Africa, wow. um, mo- mostly in scripture, you know. But wow. after after that, now I've, we spread out to other ministries. Wow! Uh, then we came to to Scotland uh, almost eleven years ago. It was when we came in here that I felt, look, this is a ministry that is very useful. Let the people of Scotland also know about it and see what they can do. Yes. To, to raise funds for to support uh, missionaries uh, in. In Africa in Asia in South America and other places, so you have we started the world link of uh, in, in uh, Scotland world link UK wow. so the same work then the other thing we do is you know one major problem with uh, supporting uh, missionaries out there is that you don't receive you don't know what is happening with the money you are giving but we do we, we are in the link because yeah. We receive the, the news with the report. We go there once in a while to see what they're doing. Yes. And every month, every quarter, we receive reports from them, which yes. we synthesize into a prayer diary. Yes. We also give to those who are supporting. Uh, yeah. Families. Fantastic. So that, is- that now links up with what my calling is, my vision, is equipping. Yeah. So equipping these missionaries to do the work, and I share in and the grace that God has given to them. I, I, I,
0: can, yes. see, I can see a smile in your face. Yes. And I, can, I can see a twinkle in your eye as yes. you go. Because it it. it's a passion. Yes, I love it. I love. Now, now um, I know the Word of God is a passion for you too. Why, why is the Word of God so important to you? There may be people listening here that have read all sorts of books but they haven't really read and studied the Bible. Why should they study the Bible? Why, why is it so important to you and why should it be important to other
1: people to read the Bible? You know, uh, the book of John introduces the Word and links also the fact that the Word of God Is God himself. So if if you are trying to know the word of God, you are trying to know God. Because in it is real life. You know, in him is light. And he's he's the light of the world. So the light is there in the word of God. The, The life is there in the word of God. Everything that we need is there in God's word. So we need to, it's hidden treasure in it, which as we read, as we meditate on it, that treasure is released unto us. I, I'm passionate about God's word because without it, you cannot, I mean, you, you, you see the, a lot of you know, uh, mis, mis, misbehavior and things that people do in the world today because they do not know the word of God. Even those who go to church, yeah. if they do not know the word of God, then it will not impact their life. Yeah. When you know God's word, it impacts your life and you, you, are, you are a different person. People may think you are mad, but, but that, that's real life. Yeah,
0: fantastic, fantastic. Now, you mentioned John, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and then it says, and the word was with God, and then it says, and the word was, was God. God. And then it goes on to talk about the Word. And then um, in verse 14 of chapter 1, it says, And the Word became flesh flesh and dwelt among us. And that obviously was Jesus.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, so for those of you who are listening, um, the Word of God is revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. And in him is life, and in him is light. And and we get purpose and direction and meaning and, and help and all those things through the word of God. So if you're married, for instance, and you're having a struggle in your relationship, well, the word of God is going to help you exactly. to deal with that uh, on both sides, you as a guy and, and for you as a lady, mm-hmm. in, in how you should be and how you should should handle uh, marriage. Um, if you're going through financial difficulties, financial struggles, well, guess what? The Word of God has got something to say. Uh, if, you, if you're ill and you're, 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 you're concerned about the future, if and when you die, well, guess what? The Word of God has got some answers for you. Uh, if you're a father or a mother and how to parent children, guess what? The Word of God has got something for you. So, so in every area of life, as you're saying here, Nii, the Word of God has got something for us. The question is, we just need to be reading it and studying it, don't we?
1: <laughs> but, 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 you see, the word of God gives when you you know it and properly interpret it. Properly interpret it. So, yeah. When you are mentioning now that uh, if if you don't if we are poor, <laughs> the word of God. I mean, I know that for us in Africa, this is heavily misapplied, misinterpreted. Yes prosperity gospel yeah yeah, exactly exactly so you you need you need the word of god properly amen interpreted studied and properly
0: interpreted amen and that's what that's what we do at precept and that's That's what you're seeking to do uh, as well now now you once served as chairman of of the preaching team in nairobi baptist church so here's a question for you ni what makes a good sermon in your eyes
1: I, I, uh, especially when I got here, I found that there are many sermons that are just stories. You know, just speak, you know, in the newspaper, this happened and uh, this is what is happening, this and then you you, you, you weave, you you may not even go into scriptures, just tell the story. And, uh, but for me, preaching, which is not, Bible-based, yeah, which is which is not digging into the word. It's no preaching, and uh, this this is where you know the 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 type of uh, uh, preaching that is expository, which that means exposing, expounding yep. the word, is what I say as preaching. That's what we do. Uh, that's what we. I mean, that was the. The, the way we we handle the Word of God in Nairobi in my church in Nairobi and uh, many I mean that's what the, the late wilmot through whom I uh, came to know the Lord that's what he does he was doing every week in Bible study in his house yeah. and in preaching. So the word, the, the word the, the preaching is expanding the word of God and if you are not expanding God's word, you are just telling stories. Yes. Uh, a friend of mine will say we, we have moonlight stories in Africa, where you, where in my own culture, you you tell the story of uh, the tortoise and Mrs. Tortoise, <laughs> and you you bring you bring some blessings out of it. That is good, but that's not preaching. No preaching that is not in the Bible is not it's not preaching. To, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. it may it may sound very attractive. You know, you may laugh at what have you, but that is the, the word of God is what should be central. That's what, that's that's what you do when you are preaching God's word. Amen. Amen to that. Now, do you have a favorite book of
0: the Bible or character?
1: Well, that that that, that is a big question. Well, if if you, I mean because uh, virtually every part of scriptures. That, that's one thing good about uh, our system uh the 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 uh the syllabus of uh daily guide in africa takes you through the entire bible from from genesis to revelation within six six six, seven years by that time we would have gone through new testament twice and old Old testament once so
0: i'm I'm pinning i'm pinning you down i'm pinning you down you've got to
1: choose one no, but uh, I I I love the book of name Nehemi- of uh, uh, Nehemiah. Do you? Do you yeah. really? Nehemiah, Nehemiah, is one of my favorite books too. Yeah, is that so? Because you know, it, it it helps. I see, especially when you are thinking about strategy. Yes, I see that in that book. In in his life, thinking about thinking ahead. Yes. This is what I want to do. And sometimes I mean, when, when, when I took people through that uh, system uh, in Congo years ago, use that to do strategic no, Yes. What are the steps you need to take in yes. order to, 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 to achieve what, what you want to do? I love it. And seeing the, the, the way he was committed to his vision. yeah. And uh, even to the extent of, you know, ready to, to I mean, in any any, I mean, uh, uh, person that wants wants to d- disturb his yes his mission. Yes, so it's a book I that is a very challenging
0: to me. I totally agree. And there are so many strategies that came across from the enemy to try and distract us.
1: Exactly, and he, he will not allow that.
0: I love, so I love- even from within. Yes, even from within. I I love it when he's asked to go down to the plane of Ono.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And and he says, uh, uh, you know, and the comment is, you know, whenever you're asked to go to the plane of Ono, the answer is, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay.
1: (laughs) I I love the book. I I mean, as, I, as I said, it's not
0: it's not the only one, but that's... No, I agree. And, and I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. I love, I love... We use, actually, the book of Nehemiah. We've been using the book of Nehemiah in our precept Bible school. Okay. So we run a Bible school. Okay. Uh, where we meet, and we run it in England, and we run it in Scotland as well. And uh, we meet three times a year. Uh, for a long weekend, and one of the books that we study in the precept Bible school is called Nehemiah. Okay, and uh, we go through that study, and I just love it. I yeah. love his, his prayerfulness, his yes. vision, commitment, his leadership. It's no nonsense, no nonsense.
1: No, no you don't to get nonsense from anybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So, so those listening, if you're, if you're after uh, a fantastic example of leadership. Uh, you may be in a company, a secular company, uh, not necessarily a company, and you want to do a study. Maybe you're in a position of authority and uh, you want to train some of your subordinates in leadership. Let me tell you, Nehemiah would be a fantastic example, it okay. wouldn't it? It
1: is. Absolutely
0: brilliant example. What about a favorite Bible verse?
1: Well, uh, not a verse. I think it's two verses combined to one. Okay. To be Lamentations chapter three. Verses 22 and 23, uh, which is, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There there are many times I've I've messed up, but God is compassionate, and I go back to the Lord, and he, he shows me his compassion because of the love that he has for me. And that's what has kept me going. All the challenges of life, God's love and God's compassion is there. And I can depend on it each day. They are new every morning. God is faithful. That is wonderful. Uh, In the New American Standard, it says, The Lord's acts
0: of mercy indeed do not end. His compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And actually, interestingly, Lamentations is going to be one of the books that we are, the, one of the new studies that we're going to do in the Bible, okay, yeah. in the Precept Bible School. We're going to be doing Lamentations. Um, what is next for Ni? And and how can we pray for you?
1: Well, uh, I'm no longer a very young man. <laughs> you look young to me nee. you look young, young is a, it's a deception <laughs> <laughs> so i i want to serve the lord up to the last moment of my life. amen uh the lord called me you know uh, well, uh, is is uh, my my the late my late father wilmot who's, who will say that there's nothing called he doesn't believe in anything called full-time ministry yeah Wherever you are, you are on full-time ministry. Yes. yes. And that's, that's what I believe. And yeah. I want God to see me still serving fully until the end of my, of my life. Yeah. Uh, thank God I also need prayers for my wife. She's a younger woman. She's uh, serving the Lord as a minister and that the Lord will uh, continue to direct us as we seek to to serve him uh, both in ward and in the church mm-hmm. fantastic that is
0: wonderful that is wonderful well well we will pray that and um for you and your ministry i love what you said there there's no retirement in the time of war is there and we're in a spiritual battle and uh yeah i mean amazing your story is incredible uh from humble humble beginnings a father who was um sent off to, to study the Quran and couldn't couldn't get his head around studying the Quran and, and then um, came to Christ and you grew up in a Christian church but really didn't weren't you didn't have that personal relationship with Jesus uh, and then and then uh, how the Lord has led you since then a love of mathematics engineering um, uh, strategic mind obviously you're bright and, and God has used that in, in an amazing way um, I am going to finish with some verses, which you will know well from Nehemiah. Yes, okay. At the end of chapter two, uh, he has prayed. uh, He's gone back to Jerusalem. uh, He's looked at the walls, the state of the walls. And um, he gathers together some officials. Uh, This is in Nehemiah chapter two, verse 16. Gather some officials together. And he says to them, you see the bad situation that we are in that Jerusalem is desolate and its gates have been burnt with fire. Come, says Nehemiah, let us rebuild a wall of Jerusalem so that we will no longer be a disgrace. I told them how the hand of my God had been favourable to me and also about the king's words which he had spoken to me. They then said, let us arise and build so they put their hands to the good work and uh, to some extent you've been a Nehemiah you've been a Nehemiah um, and you have been rebuilding the spiritual walls across Africa and other places and uh, providing the resources so that the, those can, uh, on the front line uh, can go and build rather like they did in Nehemiah's time so uh knee it's been an absolute delight uh to talk to you today i wish people could see your face your, your shining face thank you thank you and i pray every blessing upon you Amen. and you are the best husband to your young wife <laughs> yeah. and uh I, I, ho- I hope he agrees she agrees with that <laughs> and that the Lord um, continues to use you in a mighty way. So thank you so much for being on the Bible and Me podcast.